Hi there, I'm Paulina, LWC Studios' managing producer. Lend me your ear for a minute. The Supreme Court's decision to repeal Roe v. Wade devastated me and many of my colleagues in podcasting. It continues to be important that we stand together in supporting a person's right to choose. That's why I'm participating in the Listen to Women Coalition. It's a group of audio creators dedicated to uplifting and creating pro-choice content. We've launched a merch campaign with 100% of proceeds going to the National Network of Abortion Funds. You can find a link to Listen to Women on LWC Studios' Twitter, at LWC Studios. Buy a t-shirt, wear it to your next hang to go to a live podcast show and on the way to the polls. And tell a friend. Thanks. I started my period at 11. Um, I remember when I started growing breasts and they're like hard lumps on your chest and they hurt to touch. And I was like, what is going on? My name is PJ Brooks. I'm a trans man and um, I no longer have periods technically, but yeah, I still experience some stuff. This is Feeling My Flow, a podcast where we see menstruation as an event that happens to all types of bodies. I'm Camila Kashani. My pronouns are she and her. PJ uses he, him pronouns. He grew up in California and Arizona in a big family. And like all of us, he wasn't sure when that first period was going to happen. At age 11, it came unexpectedly, on a day that PJ was at his grandmother's house. I think I called my mom, and I was like, I'm bleeding from my vagina right now, and I don't know what's going on. And she was like, I think you just started your period. And I was like, I'm, I'm freaking out. Like, what do I do next? PJ's mom told him to tell his grandmother. She took him to the store to buy pads. Periods were a reality for PJ now, and that was pretty tough for him. Every single period, I'm, like, constantly reminded that I have a uterus and, like, I don't want one and I'm bleeding for no reason. I don't even, like, want to birth kids. So I'm just there with my thoughts. Having a period can cause gender dysphoria, which sometimes happens to people who experience a mismatch between their bodily appearance or function and their gender identity. This was the case for PJ, who came out as trans in college. But we'll get to that later in the episode. Luckily, as PJ was entering into his teenage years, he found someone to lean on, his mom. They grew really close. I have so many great memories with my mom. But I think one great memory was my 15th birthday. Uh, She got the day pass for Universal Studios and for Disneyland. And we basically spent the whole weekend together. She knew I was getting into film and art, so that's why she took me to Universal Studios. And I was like, you know what, like, you listen to me. At the time of the Disneyland trip, it had been four years since that first period. And PJ noticed that in the days before his body menstruated, he'd get really bad cramps. After the first time, it progressively got heavier. So every period from then got heavier and heavier and worse and worse. By high school, I was taking Vicodins for my cramps. Um, And I was leaving school early every first day because it would be so bad that I just, I couldn't focus, I couldn't do anything. What PJ's describing is called PMS, or premenstrual syndrome. And when we started digging into PMS for this episode, we found out there's a lot of information flying around about what it is and how it affects people. We wanted to get a medical opinion. So our producer Mia went to visit Dr. Yael Swicka, a board-certified family physician. 
Dr. Swicka is a professor of family medicine at Columbia University and runs a women's health practice in New York City. And so when people talk about PMS, it can mean a lot of things. But the main thing it means is that there's a change. Dr. Swicka says about 80% of people report different kinds of mood or physical changes in the days leading up to menstruation. And sometimes they continue into your period. The symptoms themselves are really common. Uh, bloating, backache, joint aches, exhaustion, like just out of profound tiredness for no good reason. With respect to emotional or psychological or psychiatric symptoms, feeling really sad, discouraged, negative thoughts about yourself, about the people you think love you, poor sleep, and even uh, night sweats. But the thing about PMS is that everyone has their own experience of it. Take me, for example. I tend to get ravenous cravings for meat. My body bloats and my emotions just get intense. Just the other day, I found myself crying over a bunch of puppies in the window of a pet store and the fact that I couldn't take one home. I mean, I like animals, but not that much. That's what my PMS is like. But depending on the symptoms, there are options for how to treat them. There are ways to minimize the pain and bleeding if that's what's happening for you, either by using over-the-counter medicine like ibuprofen or Advil or Motrin. The birth control pill can reduce pain and bleeding tremendously. But if you really feel like it's interfering with your ability to be you, then you should seek treatments. That's just what PJ did when his PMS was interfering with his life. I had went to a doctor. She just kind of prescribed me some pain medication, and that, that was that. Fast forward a few years, and PJ's life started changing in some big ways. He started college, and because of the hormones he was taking, he wasn't experiencing menstruation anymore. So now that I don't have a period, it was like, thank God I don't have this anymore. I don't have to spend money on things that I don't need, you know, pads and, like, medications. College is also where PJ met someone special. Can I just take my jacket off? Is that okay? Because I move a lot when I talk. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm very expressive. I can't help it. That's Zoe Johnson, PJ's girlfriend when we interviewed them. She's cisgender, which means her gender identity matches with what she was assigned at birth. And her pronouns are she and her. They first met through a mutual friend in their college cafeteria. She commented my basketball shorts one time. Literally one time, and I developed a crush right after that. I, I literally was just like, you look nice. Like, I like your outfit. And then he, like, looked at me, and he was like, like, the way you said thank you is, like, the cutest, because you were like, thank you? I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> PJ and Zoe started spending a lot of time together. They really clicked. There's a lot of love. There's nothing but love. Definitely more it's than one It's hard to sum up something this amazing in one word. But it's also hard to sum up something so complex as well. Because I think our relationship's very complex. Part of that complexity initially had to do with Zoe's period. Every month, when Zoe's PMS set in, she would start cramping and craving certain foods. Am I mean when I get my period? I mean, sometimes you could get a little bit snappy. But I think it's only when, like, you haven't eaten... Um, and then I know I have to feed you. <laughs> I mean, her favorite food is nachos. A lot of the time it's pasta. I like to fill her up with, like, stuff so she could feel comfortable and then, like, go to sleep. But every time Zoe started PMSing, PJ started cramping right alongside her. 
We usually get cramps around the same time, and that's what really irritates me. They call them PJ's sympathy cramps. I mean, there was a time recently, um, I think right before you got your period. Yeah. We were both at work, and I had gotten really, really bad cramps. And so it's like those moments, I'm like, dude, you know, I get it's cute, but it's like not cute. The idea of it is cuter than actually living it. Their sympathy cramps reminded me of another instance when a person experiences the physical symptoms of a loved one. It's called sympathetic pregnancy. It happens when otherwise healthy cisgender men experience pregnancy-related symptoms while their partners are pregnant. Things like abdominal pain, backaches, or even changes in appetite. For Zoe and PJ, when they sat down to talk about it, they ended up reflecting on some deeper aspects of their relationship. It's definitely a weird thing in our relationship because sometimes she forgets that I've had a period before. Um, That's because I think your transness is, like, more impressed upon, like, you than it is on me because I just see you as, like, PJ, the guy, and you see yourself as, like, PJ, the trans man, sometimes. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't register to me that you have had a period, which I feel like it should. I mean, it doesn't really matter either way, but the reality of it is when she bleeds through her pants and I'm like you don't have to be embarrassed like I've bled through my pants before we just got to do this and this and you're gonna be okay that embarrassment that's something Zoe still struggles with I carry a lot of shame about like my period and I don't really know why or where it came from but with PJ's help she's learning to change the way she thinks about her period like my partner always tells me it's a very normal thing to have your period If you've got questions about premenstrual syndrome, talk with a nurse practitioner or a doctor. And if your PMS is unmanageable, a medical professional can help you find the right option for you to address it. Feeling My Float is a resource to help you start important conversations at critical moments, like when you're deciding what kind of menstrual product is right for you. We're here to inform, entertain, and empower. Visit us at feelingmyflow, that's F-L-O dot com. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join the conversation. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Jay Bourne and Rosalind Almonte. Shout out to our advisory board for weighing in on earlier drafts of this episode. Feeling My Flow was produced by Mia Warren. Our sound engineer is Carolina Rodriguez. Our intern is Emma Forbes. We're a production of Lens Hugo Williams & Co. I'm your host, Camila Kashani.